I V M. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of IVM Legs. I'm Surbhi, and in the studio with me today is Janam. Hello, <laughs> and also Amit. Hey. Hey, what's up? I'm good. Good. Everyone's good here. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, should we get to recommending stuff? Oh, before that, guys, today we're discussing pop culture that hasn't aged well. Okay. So yeah, that that will be interesting because looking at the environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's an interesting conversation for sure. Cool. Uh, before we have that, let's get to recommending things. Cool. Yeah, do you want to go first? Sure. So I'm recommending an Instagram account. It's called Heartbreak Club, wow. but it's but it's spelled as H E R T B R E A K Club. Mm-hmm. So this account is actually a. Uh, it's something like I've not seen before. It's full of videos. Okay. But these videos are uh it's the bio of this account reads nostalgic tapes, okay? okay. And uh, it's they've taken videos from animated series like BoJack Horseman, Rick and Morty, Adventure yeah. Time, Tom and Jerry, all these cartoons. And they select a certain section or like a montage of uh, a certain theme of an episode for example there's one on uh, you know distant future or mm. so something very uh, kind of existential i would say like so there's there's one called flawed which has bojack and uh, what they do is they they explore that theme with mm. dialogues from the episode or the show in general okay. and they intersperse it with really great music okay mm-hmm. and the music is also very like uh, chill step not chill step it's a lot of alternative music mm-hmm. but uh, yeah man, it's just great i mean i wish i could describe this better but it's it's a great source of like uh, tv shows and music coming together also sadness a lot of sadness <laughs> okay and uh, these guys are actually uh, they call themselves a brand and they want to also venture into like a clothing brand thing they are they've started wow. making like sweatshirts okay. which has at the back it's got like the symbol of a broken heart and club okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man. they have on, on their story story of my alley i they, want that they put up all the songs with audio you can oh, listen okay. to all the stuff they're playing okay and yeah the, the videos they make right it's got a very vhs vibe mm-hmm. to it it's right. not uh, it's not the clear print it's interesting yeah, I I think this is something that you're seeing on a lot of Instagram accounts, right? Oh, yeah. Which are kind of video yeah. oriented. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, there's a uh, account called House of Highlights, which is an Ooh. NBA basketball highlight. Uh-huh. So they pick up the greatest highlights in basketball. It's a ton of fun. Then there's another one called. Uh, People doing drunk things, uh, <laughs> and there's another one by the same people called people doing awesome things. Oh wow! So oh. drunk things is just basically you know it's mostly pratfalls, people mm-hmm. falling off like you know yeah. uh, and getting hurt in different ways. But people doing awesome things is also kind of fun, right? So what what that one is is um, where you see uh, so like there's this guy who is uh, water skiing, yeah, and he's got like a bunch of rockets on his back, and mm. then as he's water skiing, he turns the rockets on, and then he starts flying. No way! Yeah, and That's it's like cool. yeah, so it's really fun to kind of watch those too. I, I like these video accounts on Instagram. Yeah. yeah they're pretty I, good. 
Yeah, yeah, but I think nothing beats this new account <laughs> that I found. Have you heard of this Facebook page? It's called Boys Crying Passionately on Musically. dot in. No, <laughs> it's just so you know Musically, which is now TikTok. Right. TikTok. So right. they use a sad song, and we see boys crying like literally their eyes out. You can see their cry- eyes are red, and their noses are like yeah. So it's just basically okay. men crying passionately. And on have they videos. uploaded the video? They uploaded themselves. Okay. They just curate a playlist of men. crying passionately that's interesting that's very fun i don't know how so interesting is the word i'm using <laughs> oh god yep. okay that was jana yeah. uh amit do you want to go next sure uh i have a recommendation for a series of books it's uh eight books uh the series is called the coiling dragon series mm. so uh for uh as you know that most of the stuff that i recommend from a book perspective is either Fantasy, fantasy or non-fiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a fantasy book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Chinese novel, uh, mm-hmm. been translated into English. It's available on Amazon Kindle, and it's available if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription, you can get it for free, nice. which I did and I do. Uh, so it, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I like the Kindle Unlimited uh, selections. That lasts for six months, right? Uh, you can get different okay. things. You can get a month. You can get three months. You can get six. You can get a year. I think I have a year. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like I found that I use it fairly regularly. See, I like reading fantasy, right? So Kindle yeah. Unlimited works well mm-hmm. in the sense that you download a book. If it sucks, mm-hmm. you stop reading it. If it doesn't suck, then you read through it, right? And uh, five out of ten suck. Okay. You know, five yeah. out of ten are pretty decent, or, or three out of ten are decent, and two out of ten are spectacular. Right? Do you so, feel guilty for not reading a book you bought? Uh, no, that's why I do the Kindle Unlimited thing. Mm-hmm. Because if I was otherwise, uh, so. My rule otherwise has always been 100 pages. Mm-hmm. If you grab me in 100 pages, I'll go through. If you don't grab me in 100 pages, I'll let it go. Because there's just so much stuff in the world to read. That's mm-hmm. true. That, I mean, like, you know, sticking through with something that you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. What it winds up doing is it makes you read less. Yeah. Right? Because uh, you think that... Uh, Hey, this is something that's going to be uh, that you know. I mean, like I, I'm not really enjoying it. So okay, let me put this down. Let me watch some TV instead. Mm-hmm. Let me put this down. Let me go do something on the internet instead. Right? If you're enjoying it, then you'll read. If you're not enjoying it, I mean, like beyond a point, you're just not going to get into it. That's But uh, anyway, to come back to this. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Coiling Dragon Saga. It's a really interesting thing. So it's a Chinese translation. So uh, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Wuxia. No. Uh, so wuxia is basically the Chinese art form of martial arts, okay. or basically the literature and movies and stuff like that that come from martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. So movies, old movies like Thirty Six Chambers of Shaolin or Snake in the Monkey Shadow, mm-hmm. or those things all fall under that. Wuxia. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. These, mm-hmm. these are the movies that come under that. And mm-hmm. then there's a whole literary genre around this as well. Mm-hmm. There is a website called Wuxia World where mm-hmm. you get a lot of English translations of wuxia novels. Mm-hmm. So this Coiling Draga Saga did really well over there, and so mm-hmm. they released it on Amazon. on as ebooks. I picked it up, I started reading it and it is really really good. I mean like uh, so it's Chinese, right? So mm-hmm. and it's a Chinese translation in English, so it has like these really weird formulations of the way they say stuff. Yeah. When they're talking about like, you know, somebody who is a prodigy, yeah. the language they use like he is the number one genius in the Yulan continent, you know, <laughs> instead of you know, so I mean like you get some anachronisms like mm-hmm. that in terms of like how the language sounds. Mm-hmm. But the story itself was really gripping and really interesting. It it starts off with a young kid like mm. five years old at that point in time 
Uh, if you're on the continent of Yulan, then you basically advance yourself through physical training. Okay. And so he kind of becomes more and more powerful around physical training. And then he mm-hmm. finds a ring, which is his ence- in one of his ancestral home. Uh, like, you know, so he comes from a noble family, but the noble family has fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. Very cliched, I guess. But uh, so they have this massive estate, but a lot of it is abandoned. So one mm-hmm. day he's exploring the estate and he finds this ring. He puts it on and all of a sudden he there is an ancient guy from like 5,000 years ago who's living inside the ring. Mm-hmm. And he starts training him. And from there, it kind of goes on. What's really, so this, it's Wuxia also, but I mean, like for other people who are familiar with like, you know, the lit RPG genre, this is like that as well, because there's constant leveling up. You okay. go from one level to the next level. And oh. as you go further levels across, you get more powerful. The enemies you have get more powerful. The stuff mm-hmm. that you do gets more powerful. And it's like a multi-world kind of space. You know, there are multiple planets. There are multiple worlds. Oh, there are tons of gods. There are tons of... Uh, it, there's just so much that goes yeah. on in this book and it's so gripping because the, st- uh, the characters are so well put together right I mean like even though it's primarily the story of this one guy yeah. all of the supporting cast around him is so interesting mm-hmm. everyone from like you know his childhood sweetheart who becomes his wife like mm-hmm. 50 years later mm-hmm. because again the light okay so one thing I should mention that nobody should kind of look at this book and try and make sense of any of the numbers in it okay they make no sense <laughs> that, what numbers when you say, yeah, no. uh, numbers in terms of distances time any of that kind of stuff those oh. things make no sense in this book so you're saying it's unrealistic it's, it's completely so I mean like there are continents which are millions of kilometers wide and there are continents which are tens of thousands of kilometers wide mm-hmm. and you can travel 10,000 kilometers in uh, in like five years mm. but when you want to travel millions of kilometers you can now get a speed of half a million kilometers an hour and oh, it's just wow. it's just nonsensical so do they come up again and again for you yeah yeah there's a, there's, I mean like that's the one thing that I kept bumping up against mm. I'm like these numbers don't sound right mm-hmm. you know I mean like if it takes this long to travel from this place see, when you read fantasy you get into this kind of thing as yeah. well right <laughs> so it, it doesn't sound right that you know if this place is this far from yeah. this place you can reach there that fast that doesn't make any sense oh, wow. you know so there, there are things like that but having said that I mean like if you let that part of it go and just assume mm. When they say 10 million miles, just assume it means a really, really long distance Mm. away. Just like, you know, kind of generalize to that. Mm. Then, I mean, like, uh, if you kind of get to that, then the rest of the story just really flies. Like it's fantasy, like anything's possible. So just not turn it into... Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, but I mean, like, even within fantasy, you got to kind of maintain verisimilitude, right? You have to be real within Mm. the world that you're functioning in. Yeah, there have to be some rules. Yeah, exactly. But the distance and time rules make no sense. Other than that, because they talk about a world which is 10 trillion years old and they talk about, like, you know, how every hundred million years this happens and how every billion years this happens and when you start doing the math on that okay it's 10 trillion years old and every hundred million years old this this thing happens that means that there are actually more than a billion instances of that occurring Oh wow! And wow. you know, so it's a uh, so yeah. it's a ton of fun. It's great mm. fun, but don't try and look at the numbers. Okay, yeah. would you want this to be turned into a movie? Uh, I think it could be an interesting movie, but mm. I think the, the the thing that would be a little problematic for it to be a movie is. Uh, it's too uh, so everything is about the single character mm-hmm. and his orbit uh-huh. right and generally movies need to have a little bit broader perspective than just that right very rarely can you find a movie that will work which is just a single character and what's happening mm-hmm. to him right I can't think of that many like most of them you need to have more Imagine around the, the world actors, yeah. to kind of uh, fill that out so maybe a TV show a TV show could be an interesting this because then you can kind of go beyond mm-hmm. it. and also yeah actually a TV show makes sense because it's these are eight, eight books yeah. and each yeah. book is probably 
So 11,000 points on Amazon is probably like 800, 900 pages each. Oh, man. So what? It's, a, it's, a, it's a lengthy series. Why do you get the time to read this? Uh, I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so when did you start reading it? Uh, it took me about a month and a half. What? I was half expecting you to say one year. No, <laughs> or like one no, trillion no, years. No, no, no. A month and a half. I mean, like, how long does it take you to read? I mean, like, it's, uh, I, I read about like 80 pages an hour or something like that. So, I mean, like, yeah, it, it doesn't. Shock. And again, you know, I mean, like, uh, uh, we had a long weekend, right? The Sarah weekend. That's true. And I didn't do anything. All I did was read. That's crazy. Wow. One yeah. month, eight yeah. books. That's amazing. Well, that's normal for me. It's not, <laughs> it's not out of the this. I, I read a hundred books a year, just generally, so it's not out of the. Cool, uh, but it's available on Amazon. It's available on Amazon through the unlimited program, or you could just buy the book. You could just buy it. Yeah, I don't think that there is a non-Kindle version available. Oh, okay. Yes. That's no hard copy. I don't think so. I think it's mm-hmm. an. E- so I mean, like it, it, it was translated on the website, right? Mm-hmm. That Wuxia World website, and they put it oh. onto Amazon. So I don't think that there is a physical. Wait, copy so there, maybe, do you think there's a PDF version of it available somewhere? Uh, on the well, I, I'm pretty sure you could just go on the website and get it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, because again, yeah, I think I think you should be able to get it just off the website. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> Thanks, Amit. Uh, that was Amit. I'm going to recommend a podcast that I've been listening to. Uh, okay, this one's called Judd John Hodgman. And it's interesting because my friend told me about this and I've been hooked to it since. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a fake internet judge with a fake internet court and they solve <laughs> real problems. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there some Indian show like that? There are lots oh, of shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only uh, thing on television like that. You have Yeah, but those are political problems. These are like really tiny squabbles that you have with your siblings or with your boyfriend or something. And they have, they've been like, but like you, the whole thing follows like a procedure, like how you have a case, you take an oath, you say that you won't lie. And whatever you're saying is the truth. And then you sit down, you like, you talk to the judge like he's a real judge. But the squabbles are very tiny. Mm. Like one of my favorite episodes is about uh, a roommate complains about her roommate who is really into collecting mason jars. So she has like like several cupboards just full of empty mason jars. Like she'll collect ketchup, old ketchup bottles and keep them and like rinse them and keep it in a... Like on my cupboard, so the the judge has to like, and the 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 whole fact is, even though we all realize it's a fake court and a fake judge, but the basically in the end, whatever the judgment is, mm. he comes up with like a proper judgment. Like he doesn't make right. fun of anything. Right, right, like right. Like it's dealt with like very serious things also. Oh. And one of the episodes was about. Um, uh, oh, another thing is all the episodes are, have like legal terminology. So okay. they call so the one with jars. Ah. That episode was called legal jargon. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, nice. nice. They have uh, several. One of them is called a public befriender. Okay. Which is about a yeah. Which is about a guy who goes to like every time he's grocery shopping, he would and he sees an acquaintance, he would have lengthy conversations with these people. And his wife had a problem with that. He's like, oh God, just like small talk and move on. Why do you have to talk to him for a half an hour? So wait, I have a question. Like yeah. uh, all the people involved in the story are on the podcast? Are on the podcast, yeah. Oh. So they obviously record like in different studios in different countries. But like right. they somehow, yeah, it feels seamless. Yeah, okay. also on the re- recent episode, they had a very interesting problem, which was a lot of listeners tried to listen to podcasts on like a higher speed, like a mm-hmm. 1.5x <laughs> <Yeah>. speed. <laughs> yeah, what I get that question all the time. Yeah, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I listen to, so I listen to a lot of stuff on 1.5x myself. Wait, so for, in, like, this is not for like work purpose. This is just like, I want to entertain myself. Why do I? No, so to? I mean, it depends on what you're listening to and what the genre of the podcast is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so... 
Okay, so it's not just work, right? So again, mm. uh, as I mentioned, I'm a big basketball fan, right? Mm. So there are tons of NBA podcasts that I want to listen to, but each of them is 45 minutes long, yeah. and I can't listen to like six of them a week, right? Mm. So what I do is I pick some of them, and I almost always listen to them fast because it's just conversation, right? Now, if I'm listening to something like a Planet Money or a 99% yeah. Invisible or a Radio Lab, that I will not listen to at a higher speed because there's a tremendous yeah. amount of sound design behind yeah. that, and you don't want to mess with that, right? Also with comedy, True. also there's so much that works there's on time. Yeah, of course. So something like you're saying, something interview-based or conversational is... Is fine to go long, yeah, to go faster. But I mean, like, yeah, I wouldn't... uh, Yeah, I probably wouldn't listen to, like, a comedy podcast Mm. uh, at a higher speed either because you're right, timing is everything in that kind of thing, right? But uh, these conversational shows, like, I mean, like a lot... Like this show, this particular Mm. show, if people listen to IVM Likes at one point... Three or something like that. I think it's fine, right? Because but don't do it. (laughs) Give us. I don't know. I'm. No, 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 no. They should do it because see, if they do it, that means they have one third more time, which with with which they can listen to another IBM podcast. That's also kind of true. Yes. So I mean, like we want to give them more time so they can listen to more stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess we'll have to go to John Hodgman to like. Do do you know the history of John Hodgman? Have you heard of him before? Oh yeah, he's a comedian. I know that he's also been like on a late night. So he was a Daily Show correspondent. Yeah. Uh, So he was one of the guys on that. But Mm -hmm. I think what uh, what he's best known for is he was the guy in the Apple version. Versus PC uh, commercials. Ooh. He was the PC on that. Are you serious? Yes, I am. Oh wow! Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, I look that up. Yeah, no. So he's a he's a really funny, interesting guy. He's yeah. also. Um, he did an audio book of his own book, which was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard. Is it called, what's the book called, Vacation Land? No, it's not called that. Uh, right. I can't remember the name of it right now, but he had done his own audio book with, uh, so there was a uh, musician huh. named Jonathan Colton, which who had done the music on that, and hmm. he had done the book, but I can't remember the name of it. Wait, I'm going to find out. George John Hodgman. I'll tell you what, let's do our yeah. break, and then in the meantime, we can come back and tell you right. what that is. Let's take a break. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to IBM Likes. And before we went to the break, uh, we found out what book Amit was talking about. Well, it's, uh, it wasn't exactly a book that I was misremembering a little bit, but mm-hmm. as part of his book, The Area of My Expertise, mm-hmm. he did this thing called the 700 Hobos Project, where he had uh, names of 700 hobos from across, like, you know, he just kind of made up these <laughs> names, right? And uh, he did that with a musician called Jonathan Colton, and they had a song playing in the background, and it went really, really viral and really, really popular to the point where the website boy Boing Boing, which was like, you know, where all the internet stuff, uh, it was memes before memes existed. Oh, was it the Reddit of that time? It was a little bit different than Reddit, but mm. yeah, it was like, it's like, you know, it's where all the funny internet stuff used to nice. percolate from, right? Yeah. So they had, uh, they figured out a way to kind of ask 700 different cartoonists to illustrate each of these 700 hobo names. And it was a really fun, fun kind of thing. That's 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 yeah. what I was remembering it from. Well, that's quite fun. Okay, let's do a quick recap before we get into the second round. Shanam, what do you recommend? I recommended the Instagram account called Heartbreak Club. <laughs> okay. Uh, I recommended the Coiling Dragon Saga. I recommended the podcast Judge John Hartman. Okay, guys, are you guys ready for the round two of yes. this yeah. podcast? <laughs> yes. Art obviously has its restrictions. And right. Again, a lot of things don't age well. But it's just, yeah. You know what this triggered this whole thing was because I saw Steve Carell's tweet about The Office. Okay. And how he tweeted that The Office would have not been a, like he, the show would have not worked in this particular environment. Right. Yeah, so I feel like, um, again, because if you, have you seen The Office? I actually have not. It's the one sitcom that I have not seen a single episode of. Or one really popular sitcom that I've not seen a single episode of. Oh, yeah, of. yeah. It's quite popular. And the, like, if, I if I also look back to it, I feel like a bunch of things, like one, uh, 
instance that like comes back to me is when Michael was kind of roasting the entire office, like okay. he's saying, "Hey, you're this, you're this, roasted." And then one of the employees, Oscar, is gay, and he just shouted, "Oscar, you're gay, roasted." So again, okay. the casual homophobia the won't work in this time and age. Also, but I think he calls someone fat. Also, he's like, "You're fat." <laughs> yeah, you're fat, Phyllis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It's still funny if I watch it, right. but it's just, yeah, yeah. The, our whatever. We're just, we're just yeah. smarter. We yeah. know what doesn't work yeah. now. I so. think Michael Scott's entire mm. character is would be problematic. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I uh, I think that that's true to a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, I was thinking about this a little bit when you told me about the topic, right? And I was like, uh, there's so much stuff, right? I mean, like especially when it comes to the relationships between men and women, mm-hmm. and when it comes to uh, racism, mm-hmm. there are these are two areas where there's just there's just so much to mind, there's right? So much, yeah. That I mean, like things that just would never have even been considered today. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so like a lot of I mean, I'm I'm still watching Thirty Rock, mm-hmm. and like yes, yesterday I saw like a reference to rape, which was again was borderline okay. like problematic, not exactly problematic, because I know those writers also are super advanced for their right. time, also. Right. But again, like things are like easier to like you know. I feel like this like much a lot of boxes to check on when you're writing mm-hmm. today in today's time and age. What do you think about Friends? Oh, have you seen Friends? Yes, I have. I. Uh I mean, I I do remember a lot of like homophobia in general. Like yeah. Joey's the Joey has that popular joke where Ross is telling him, uh, I can't remember this exactly, but yeah. uh, he says, uh, "Try me, the, I, uh, give me a little bit more, and I'll be able to do it." I've seen friends <laughs> a ton of times. Uh, so so Ross is a paleontologist, right? right. So mm-hmm. he's explaining something about Homo erectus. Ah uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then this Joey just goes on like he he keeps. Fixating on the word homo, homo. and it's it's, oh. it's. But is he fixating on homo? Or is he fixating on erectus? Both, yeah. both. No, but there are several jokes like this with the there word is. homo in it. And no, there's there's a lot of uh, gay panic in Friends, right? Yeah. I mean, like uh, the idea that Chandler and Joey are often mistaken for a couple together, mm. and that is yeah. also kind of treated in a mm. way which is not exactly respectful. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, there's this one part where uh, Ross and Chandler, oh no, sorry, Ross and Joey fall asleep cuddling. Yeah. And that they they just make such a big deal out of it, like oh my god, nobody oh, should know. Right. This is awkward. They it's also up. kind of like a little too too alpha male, or like yeah. you know, men don't have emotions, or like they don't they don't like cuddling. So there you go. There's a third aspect, right? I mean, like yeah. which also is problematic, right? which is. is this uh, the way that we talked about gay characters back then. It was uh, mm. it was really mm. really different. Yeah, uh, I mean, like you know, I mean, like uh, you, even when I think about things like twenty twenty five years ago, right? Mm. And I think about the way that people would deal with, uh, uh, people would talk about gay people just generally, right? Mm. And even if you were the most enlightened person in the world at that point in time, you would still come across yeah. in today's world as somebody who is just an absolute bigot. That is true. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think about, okay, so this might be, I don't know, but I know some people who's like my age who still the only content they consume is just friends. Okay. I feel like... They kind of are not doing justice to themselves. But that's limiting but just, yourself only. Yeah. You know? If you were going to watch the same thing over and over again, no, it's not so even over good. again. I feel like they've like again. I feel it's not like they are also like they're from the similar background, but they just keep going back to friends all the time. Mm. I don't know. No, so it's fun, right? I mean, like it's I uh, so friends. I think came on Hotstar recently. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I think I watched a couple of episodes because I haven't seen Friends I think since it ended hmm. before it ended so I remember the first four seasons I must have seen each episode maybe 10 hmm. times because in the mid 90s in India and this was literally the mid 90s 
that was the only TV serial, American TV serial that you could mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched it a ton at that point because the other things that you had were really crappy. There was The Mind of the Married Man. <laughs> I can't even remember the other yeah. shows you had. Right? There, there was nothing that was there on television except for this. So I saw that a ton at that point in time. But uh, since then, I haven't watched it at all. So I saw it on Hotstar. I was like, yeah, let me watch it for a bit. And I saw mm-hmm. a couple episodes and they were fine. But yeah, they, it is not... Uh, That's true. It's not... Yeah, like for the most part, you kind of feel yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. there's something wrong. But would you rather watch a problematic show, but that's really funny? Yeah. Or like a show that's really dull, but says all the right things. I'm okay with problematic. I'm also the same. I'm also kind of okay with it. Because at the end of, like, once I'm done watching the yeah. show, I know who I am. Yeah, person, no, I won't yeah. And as long as you got a little entertained by some of the humor, yeah. it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, see, the thing is that uh, one of the uh, questions that comes across is, not everybody is going to find the same thing funny. Not yeah, everybody is going true. to find the same things offensive, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and uh, to act like everybody has to have these same points of view around yeah. everything feels like reductive to individuality in many ways. Also true, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, what did I just say? That, that was a lot of good words. <laughs> no, but I, I feel even uh, coming to Bollywood, even uh, if you remember the movie Dostana? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The Akshay movie or oh, the Akshay Kumar? No, no, no. Not Akshay Kumar. John Abraham, John Abraham and uh, Abhishek Bachchan. Oh, Abhishek Bachchan, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so like there also, like, you know, Kiran Kher, the mom, she had this whole thing like, oh, my beta gay nahi ho sakta. That so, was yeah, also. Was, oh my god! I completely forgot about yeah. that movie, and that movie was a hit. Like we big hit. Yeah, it was a big hit. Yeah. And like it actually, like when the trailers and all were out, we thought they are gonna enlighten oh us god. on homophobia you and kind what? of break that. But they did the opposite. I remember really liking that movie, and now in that context, yeah. I'm like, oh shit! I have come so, a long way. The movie way. I've seen the most in my life, right? The number, mm. the number one, like you know, most viewed movie is a movie mm. called Naseeb. It came mm. out in the early 80s. Mm. Amitabh Bachchan, Shatrughan Sinha, Rishi Kapoor, Hema Malini. Kim and Rina Roy hmm. Manmo and Desai multi-starer <laughs> uh, and I just think about the way Hema Mali's character was in that movie hmm. Zero Agency Really? Yeah so she's a pop singer hmm. who is in London she thinks that uh, so she believes that, so she fall, she comes back to uh, Bombay she falls in love with Amitabh Bachchan she sees him drunk one time and Amitabh Bachchan tells her listen I'm a drunk only you go with my friend Shatrughan Sinha who's in love with her and she goes what? I'm just like how does that happen right yeah. and how does that make sense in any kind of <laughs> yeah. way right but that's the, you know I mean like that's, that's what script, yeah, yeah that's the, and that's what was happening I mean like you know there are so many problematic representations in that kind from that time that I mean like you know if you start like listing like you know old Bollywood and treatment yeah. of women and mm. like oh, yeah, the so movie many. Dil I think mm. Dil date there is oh I remember Dil the Amir Khan and Madhuri yeah. Mitchell, oh, yeah. a series of sexual assaults so until many. Amir Khan finally kisses her on the mouth and I she falls know. in love yeah. with him I mean, like, you think about that what that also, movie was. Man, yeah. I, there was this really... I remember, I remember enjoying that movie again. Because the first half of yeah. it was very funny. There were a lot of jokes in it, right? And I mean, like, we didn't have a very... Even Hasina Manjai. What's that movie, Hasina Manjai? Uh, that is I mean, a fairly... I think that's an old one, right? With uh, Shashi Kapoor? No, no, no. no, no. There's a song called Hasina Manjai. You don't yeah. want to go oh, in that movie. Okay. The song itself is so problematic because yeah. it says, thoda chihi ki thoda chillegi, but Hasina oh, Manjai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is so oh, bad. Uh, yeah, no, so I mean, like, yeah, so it does. Okay, so, and then it, uh, okay, so, le- yeah, it's just all, <laughs> it's just all, yeah, it's all over the place, right? I mean, like, and it's not like Bollywood representations are particularly mm. enlightened today, but at the same time, compared to what it used to be, mm. the amount of, yeah. like, just pure rapey stuff that used to be yeah. there, and, uh, 
it was insane. It was insane. It was, it was insane. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah, it was, you know, I mean, like the woman is property thing was just very much kind of ingrained to all those yeah. films. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. And you know how pop culture influences so like mm-hmm. our lifestyle so much back in the day it must like really mess with people's head. Like, yeah. oh shit, maybe this is normal. Maybe Hasina mm-hmm. will man jai. God. Yeah. So, uh I have a couple of other things I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about, right? So, I uh, we spoke a lot about like, you know, uh, problematic representations mm-hmm. around uh, women, problematic mm-hmm. representation around mm-hmm. gay people. Uh the other one was race, right? Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. movies like Short Circuit. Uh, Short Circuit was a movie that came out in 1986. Mm-hmm. There was a character named Bakshi in it, uh, played by Fisher Stevens. Oh. Uh, it was the most racist character you could ever imagine. Oh, man. So a white dude <gasps> playing an Indian guy in brown face <gasps> with a hardcore, hardcore, hardcore Peter Sellers accent. Oh, no. Uh, then, I, 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 there's so many of these, right? There was... Uh, 16 Candles had a Chinese character named yeah. Long Dong something something I don't remember what the whole thing was but just again completely racist uh in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's there was another Asian character completely like off the charts insane like Bucktooth like he he played a uh, Asian guy but like Bucktooth and used to talk like yeah nah, yeah nah. you know I mean like it was really unbelievably racist so, I mean like that was another oh man so you know I mean like there and even if you look at our bollywood movies and you look at what was happening at that time right uh, or even in the 60s and 70s the way that we would have muslim characters mm. or uh, parsi characters or sardarji characters they were all one note characters that's true right yeah. sardarjis mm. were so always and, dancing is always yeah. happy and loud. brave yeah always mm. brave right i mean like that is without a question yeah. the muslim character was always the most upright fellow no matter what because he yeah, had to be super strong minded super strong yeah. and like you know he is a man of character mm. you know i mean like there's always mm. uh, the parsi character is always like a joker of some nature yeah, and so many south indian characters are also portrayed like the whole the general fight between south indian and north indian people uh-huh. that also keeps coming up the gujarati character is almost yeah. always a conniving business guy yeah. you know i mean like it, it, there is you know we stereotype yeah. in such deep ways when it comes yeah. to race is ridiculous i mean we're not believing some of them we're going like oh maybe this is how it is yeah no yeah. but i mean like that's you, you see that a lot right i mean like yeah. uh, right now you talk to people and they're like oh we're just lampooning the culture mm. you know that's what they say right but i mean like dude this is not lampooning the culture because you put it all on like one note yeah. kind of this right i mean like if you want to lampoon the culture okay so the parsi guy can be like this mad baba mm. but he also has an internal life that's mm. true you know and you got to show that if you don't want to lampoon this right or same with the sardar right mm. i mean like he might be like you know this happy jolly guy but he also has an internal life you know i mean like and they don't show that in any way whatsoever and that i think is uh mm. very very uh, yeah. problematic yep. kind of way of representations that's true yeah Well, okay, so one another question I have is what is a piece of pop culture that you feel like will like basically be relevant in the coming ages as well? Like You know, I something. don't know the answer to that because I was thinking about this. So even something I love as much as The West Wing. Yeah. Okay, I think it's one of the greatest shows yeah. ever. Uh it's been a while since I saw it a couple of years, but it was phenomenal. But if you think about it, even that show's not aged well because the culture of politics is not optimistic. Mhm. It's cutthroat and it's brutal and it's depressing. Mm-hmm. At least today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I mean like you know even a show like that which is so awesome which you would have always thought like you know shining city on a hill and yeah. you know it's going to be uh, you know I mean like uplifting and this and that even I think something like that doesn't age so well. So I mean like how mm-hmm. can you know I think yeah with things constantly evolving so much like politically yeah. socially every yeah. in every aspect 
there you will be that yeah. change you that Simpsons pop. you remember how every time some Donald Trump does something or something mm. really happens they have like a Simpsons reference show up or like Simpsons did it first right. do you think that show has aged well because they no, like no it's not Apu Apu is not the only problem in the Simpsons so I mean like yeah, yeah I mean even that show has not aged well nothing ages mm. well beyond a point right that I mean like true. especially mm. because we have a uh, there are so many people with access to content, which was mm. not earlier the case, yeah. right? And I think access leads to, uh, or rather, the more people who are engaging with certain types of content, the more points of view they're coming yeah. from, mm-hmm. the more they're being able to express their points of view, mm. the tougher it gets to kind of make something that is yeah, going to work forever. Every time. That's true. Right? Because I mean, old classics, Mother India, mm. right? Not relevant in today's relevant, world. Yeah. Uh, Gone with the Wind, not oh, relevant yeah. in today's also, world. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, yeah. even if you look back to like stuff which is super classic, classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. there's still problems with like you know the way that things are just looked at or yeah. the way that they kind of look at the world because the world's changed so much yeah, yeah. I get it because and we really we can't really blame the showrunners from that time about this because mm-hmm. again they were not informed of what the culture had informed exactly and now we're well, they, no yeah. they were actually pioneers for their time yeah. right in the sense that uh, they were some of the most positive representations at the time mm-hmm. so a movie like Gone with the Wind right mm-hmm. if you look at the representation of the slave characters oh, yes. they feel yeah. very broad right now Mm. but this movie was made in the 1930s in the 1930s most black characters were played by white actors with blackface oh yeah so that was so I mean like it was progressive from its time time, but I mean like when you look at it uh, 80 years later it's like Mm. it feels really really nasty yeah so I mean like you know how do you make that you know I mean there's always going to be a challenge I don't know if there's like the universal piece of art that's going (laughs) to last forever that's true I feel like no art has like can age perfectly Mm. I was actually just watching that 70s show and Mm. there was this episode so uh, Fez the character has Mm. been stereotyped throughout (laughs) and there was like there are instances throughout the show where he's just like lusting over women like that's his character right. like oh my god like mm. women women just so mm. hungry for them and uh, there was this other like one of the other guys I, I forgot his name there was this fourth guy with the curly hair he uh, there's this episode the second episode where Eric's sister comes home mm. and uh, all of them are just she's wearing like this long t-shirt but like you, I mean she's still clothed right and you can see her legs and mm. all the guys in the house they're just staring at her like literally ogling uh, Kelso mm. the uh, Ashen oh. Kutcher is uh, just like oh my god like he, his jaws dropped and the other one of his other friends calls calls her a whore Oh. Okay. And I, w- I was just like, oh my god! And she doesn't even react. She doesn't say anything. She yeah. just takes it, and she's just like, yeah. But okay. so now the question is: Was that a failure of the '90s when that '70s show hmm. yeah. came out, or was that a '70s show came out in the '90s or 2000s? I think no, the 2000s for sure. I, I think late latter 90s, half of early 90s, 2000s, right? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. So, is it a failure of that hmm. particular time, or is it a failure yeah. of them trying to represent, represent the, 70s, the 70s? Yeah. Where stuff like that did happen. Hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, cool. like. Uh, wow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> seven layers. <laughs> <of> this. <laughs> Does the 70s show yeah. qualify to be? Uh, yeah. yeah okay. So uh, yeah, mm. I mean, like you know, there was an old joke about the show, The Happy Days. It was a mm. show made in the 70s or the 80s mm. about. No, so we are watching it in the 90s, made mm. in the 80s, about the 50s or 60s. So it's the same kind of thing. Right? Yeah. When you go into shows which are really kind of, uh, which are trying to show a different time. Mm. Then at that point in time, you don't know you don't what reflect, yeah. What, yeah, what what that reflection is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What other content should we like hold it up against? Like if we are comparing it to like a different content, right? Yeah. At this point, yeah, that's that's confusing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 
so I guess mm-hmm. but like do you have a song or like a piece of lyric that you feel like oh god that was so problematic smack that bitch up <laughs> I mean, okay that's that's right there yeah yeah smack I mean like you know I, that was a song which I probably heard a million times but uh, it is super problematic right just the title of the song is super problematic mm-hmm. True. I think pretty much most of Bollywood Bollywood's lyrics are yeah all these item oh numbers God, and they, like I don't feel like that is changing. That yeah. though, I feel like we've hold we've held on to like oh let's um, yeah objectify women through yeah and even if the lyrics aren't really uh, objectifying women at least the music video of that yeah. uh, song is. I feel what they've changed now is that now they like drop words like Snapchat pe aunga and like Instagram story dekhunga <laughs> like it's all that that's all they've changed. We're not we're still not respecting women. <laughs> now it's like tweet karunga times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in conclusion i feel yes. like no art can like age perfectly it mm. like it's too like impossible a standard to hold mm. so but again we just have to be like you know aware. Yeah, you have to see everything yeah. is at a point in time right yep. you have to look at it in the context of its time and i think mm. that uh, you know i think that there's something that you have to consider right i mean uh, there is stuff that is very problematic that is old mm. but at the same time it was made at a time where it might not have been problematic yeah. there is stuff which has been problematic the day it came out like birth of a nation was problematic the day it came out mm. right uh, that uh, i don't know if you guys are aware but it was like a extremely racist movie made in like the 90 it was one of i think it was the first sound movie ever made or oh. something like that it was about the way the ku klux klan started oh. and that kind of thing uh, but it was problematic the day it came out <laughs> Uh, so there are movies shows tv mm. uh, things that come out which are problematic from day 1 mm. and you should not spare those right yeah. but at the same time if something came out at a particular point in time and if the culture has evolved over the last 20 30 40 50 60 80 years into a place where that's no longer okay then i mean like you know you got to kind of yeah. take it for what it is that's mm. true that's true All right, guys. This was another episode of IVM Likes. Thank you, Amit. Thank you, Janam. Thank you. Uh, where can we find you, Janam? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Janam Devan. Amit. I am Doshi Amit on Twitter. Okay, you can find IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are at IVM Podcast, and see you next time. Bye.